Time being seven o'clock, I call the May 26th, 2022 meeting of the Franklin Town Council to order. Please pause for a moment of silence. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All citizens are now welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. Meetings are live streamed by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29 in an effort to maximize citizen engagement opportunities. Citizens will be able to continue to participate remotely via phone or you may click the Zoom link that's on the posted agenda and on the town website. The phone number is 929-205-6099 and the Zoom ID is 868-8494-8996 and then you need to hit the pound sign. Once again, the Zoom ID is 868 8494-8996. Okay, uh, next item on the agenda, citizens comments. Citizens are welcome to express their views for up to three minutes on a matter that is not on the agenda. The council will not engage in a dialogue or comment on a matter raised during citizens comments the Town Council will give remarks appropriate consideration and may ask the Town Administrator to review the matter. Is there anyone in the Council Chambers that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? Is there anyone out in Zoom land that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda. It's mostly just me. It's mostly just us. It's just us. It's just us. Everybody's seen enough of us <laughs> after last night. So, okay, seeing none, we will move on and I will declare the second public hearing uh, uh, open for the FY23 uh, annual operating budget here. So, uh, we did get through every line item last night. Uh, and unless I will look to the council, uh, if there are any questions that you didn't get answered uh, last night, uh, you can certainly ask it now. Uh, we did, I gave everybody an opportunity if they wanted somebody to come back. Uh, we would ask them. Uh, nobody uh, was looking for further information, so therefore 
we just have a few in our audience who just love to be there. And wanted to spend the, night, the second night in a row with us. Uh, there was uh, a question last night uh, regarding the Cultural Council and uh, some funds associated with that. And uh, we had done a little investigating today uh, and found, and Jamie certainly correct me if I misspeak here, but we did find that uh, the Cultural Council sitting right now has $64,000 in their coffers that is grant money uh, that can be used. Uh, all of it could be used to fund the event if they so chose. As well, we were notified this afternoon that uh, Senator Rausch was able to get $10,000, a minimum of $10,000 towards uh, the cultural event. So at least from where I sit, I think the funds certainly appear to be there for them to be able to cover that, certainly cover that event. Uh, as we say here tonight. Jamie, anything to add? Sure. Thank uh, you, Mr. Chairman. So just a couple of uh, additional details. That was a great overview. So the choices for those that are looking to uh, do the festival, so the $10,000 earmark, just for uh, you know, public knowledge, is in the Senate budget as of today. Um, there'll be a conference committee, and they, they deliver the governor a budget by July 1st. Um, and and then assuming that they get that done on time, Councilman uh, Frangillo may have a better idea than I do. But um, but in all seriousness, um, you know, one hiccup with the earmark certainly could be that the festival is is so early in September. Whenever the budget gets done, uh, but we do appreciate Senator Rausch's effort for that. Uh, I know she attended last year when I talked to her earlier this a few weeks ago. Um, you know, it seemed like something she was very interested in, and so we're very grateful for that, uh, for those uh, monies. Um, just so folks know, then I've got to work with the state agency to get that money, um, and different state agencies do different things. Sometimes they want us to reimburse them, uh, and sometimes they wire us the 10,000. Um, so it may pay for costs for the festival, and Councilor Cormier would know more than me as being who helped out organize it last year. You know, I don't know if they pay all the bills after or in advance. You know, sometimes there's different bills for different things, deposits. Um, so that's just one uh, funding piece that uh, certainly can assist. Uh, it'll be a tight timeline. Um, uh, and depending on what restrictions, if any, the state puts on it, um, you know, may determine that too. But it'll be a close call, uh, but I'm sure it can be used for something. Uh, second, um, the uh, treasurer collector and uh, comptroller sent me an email earlier. The uh, balance in their accounts is $64,286.73. Um, some of that funds, I don't believe there's any outstanding uh, POs, um, but some of those funds um, uh, may be already kind of at least conceptually allocated, but I think we heard last night the um, 
cost was roughly around 30,000 uh, for the festival. And then um, if those options aren't suffice for whatever reasons, the only other option in uh, kind of talking to some staff today, I think, I think the, the, the choice that's least advantageous is uh, plucking 15,000 or 30,000 from other budgets. My preference, if, if the council has to go that direction, is just to increase local receipts estimates by 15,000, add the expenditure to that line item for 15,000, and then as we go through the fiscal year, as we always do, uh, we monitor revenues every month. Um, and so if for some reason there was, uh, the revenues were not coming in as projected uh, through the summer, which obviously we're not hoping for, um, then uh, when we do the budget amendment in November, we could reduce it back if for some reason there was you know, a problem with that. Uh, so those are really the three options. Um, I think those are great options. I think I hope the germane point that's getting across is um, there's certainly some funding available for the Cultural Council to, um, to have their uh, immensely successful uh, cultural festival in September. So I'm happy to answer any questions, obviously, of, of those choices. Questions? Councilor Frangelo. Okay. Can, can you speak to outstanding receipts? It's my understanding that there's quite a bit outstanding um, invoices, um, expenses to be paid, so the number's certainly not zero, but uh, substantially lower than 64. That's my understanding, but uh, I don't know if you have an ad. I think the, um, the Cultural <coughs> Council Committee would have to at least talk to somebody in our finance team to let them know what's outstanding. Yeah. Um, I don't, I just, I don't know that personally. Um, and there are not in in our office to be taken care of, correct? Not that I'm aware. That, that you're aware. Carrie, is there like a, a time frame where they usually come to you for to drop off? Is it a monthly? Do you just want to get so up and... It, it, it depends. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> like just do they come in... I know you talk to them on a monthly basis. I thought maybe it might be helpful for the council to know, you know, how that normally goes. Hi, Carrie Bertone, treasurer collector for you. Um, so um, I work with them quite a bit, and especially before a big event. Um, they come to me, they tell me when the event is. Um, I help them prepare vouchers to pay. There's certain expenses that they need to check in hand the day of the event or the day before, because mm -hmm. these are people that you know can't invoice. So I am not aware of any expenses that haven't been paid. Their last event uh, was at the high school. And I helped Kay actually get the check for Birchwood and make sure all the meals were paid on Friday. So I'm not aware of any that we ha haven't been submitted to be paid. It's my sense that grants only, like when they give out grants, they don't actually give the money until it's used by them. And they just gave out a round of like 20, 25,000. Okay. Grants. Okay. 30, 32. Do you know if it, is that true? I haven't that, seen that come in. Is that a? Do you know if they wire the funds to the town or do they send? A no, I mean, with with permission to sure. speak, of course. Um, yeah. they, I don't know the, you know, no, that's so. okay. <laughs> the, the, I mean, every fall, the you know people have to submit a grant application to the cultural council for you know to get money, but they have to spend it first, and then the cultural council they like, they get approved for the money. It's like a grant, but then they have to go do the activity and spend it, then they turn their receipts in, and then the town, through the funds, reimburses them. Mm -hmm. 
So that we, as a town, have allotted $32,000 in grants for the next cycle. So the 64 is a little misleading because that's really half that. Assuming all of the artists that have been allotted a grant, you know, fulfill their obligation and you know do the activity and then seek reimbursement. So there are no receipts, to my knowledge, outstanding for last year's festival. If that was also a question, so it's not like there's bills out there that have to be But the grant piece is very important because we have to keep that money because it's been awarded. So we have to almost pretend like it's not there, right? Um, she does, you know, Kay and the team does have some other discretionary money to use for the festival, not 64. Um, just one other point sure. I'd like uh -huh. to make. Um, so the budget, the 15000 for the fiscal year 23 is not in there. And the, also the money from the state, the matching, is not in there. It's not in the account because we have that'll be received in the fall. Yep. So that's just another. So, yeah. Yeah. so I, I, I guess what um, what I'm hearing and uh, you know the way I personally would look at this and okay you know we want the event to go on we want to support that event if the funds are needed to when the time comes we can deal with it. But by the same token, right now, it just appears like there's sufficient funds to deal with the festival when we get to the fall and we take another, we look at round two, what we call round two of the budget, <coughs> FY20 budget, we can certainly make adjustments at that point if we need to, to deal with this issue. Because I don't think there's anybody sitting here that doesn't want that event to go on you know, and does not believe that we should support it. If I may, I guess I would be, I guess I'm less tied to the event and more the event was evidence that uh, given a larger room to breathe, uh, they have a, they can produce a larger return on investments to the town, and maybe it's time to stop nickel and diming our cultural uh, expenses in town. That that would be my my only response. It's, it's less about the viability of this one event, and more about can we be giving more than fifty thousand a year? To and, and I guess to. To respond to that, I, I believe that what you're hearing is there is support to do that in the council. The way to do that, the way to make that happen is to be involved early on as we build the budget for the calendar year, which starts in the fall of every year, and get, our, get their requests in to the town administrator and from there, we start to build the budget, goes through the budget subcommittees, and go through, and we can allocate more money if we so choose to do so. Uh, but there's a process, and right now, uh, we're, we're beyond that, the starting point, so we're trying to catch up a little bit. And, I guess what I'm saying is if we need, if, if 
the money is needed, we will have the opportunity to help that when you get to the fall. Thank you, Councilor. Yeah, and, and to support uh, Council Colonial Ledger, I know those grants, like when we get one for the uh, Safe Coalition, it's almost like, okay, we got a $50,000 grant. Now you're running around trying to spend it. You know what I mean? Because you have to spend it, you know, on your, your other half. So I know how hard that is because you get it handed to you. And now you're like, okay, what do we do? Uh, let's have a road race. Let's have this. Let's have that. Because you have to spend it. So I know how hard that is, too. So that's, you know, you got to, it has to call. You can't keep it. But you could, but you can't. <laughs> you know? And that's a great point, Councilor Delaco. I think what uh, the smart thing to do, the prudent thing to do here now is to leave status quo. Let uh, Jamie talk to the uh, Cultural Council and, and talk through some of this, make sure they understand the process. Uh, as well, let's proceed as we proceed to the events that they have uh, planned going forward. See what those needs are, and if it's needed to come back to us, they can come back to us uh, you know, within that point. Councilor Chandler. Um, through you, Mr. Chairman. Just for all my people at home, uh, I just want to make sure I got the math right. So. 64,000 is in the account right now. 32 of which is way out. Yeah, I was gonna get, okay. So 64 plus Senator Rausch's money would be 74. Plus, minus? Plus 15. Plus 15, so 70, uh, 89, 89,000 minus 30. 32. 32, which equals. Rausch's money is in the, in the house bill. So then that's, a, that's like a 50-50 this point. Yeah. But, well, she kind of announced it. I don't think she would, I would pretty much, you wouldn't announce it if she wasn't. It's, a, it's in the Senate side, it's not in the House it's side. Right. So it's, yeah. Okay, all right. I don't think we should. Yeah. Okay, so now my math is off. Could you no. minus 10,000 from that? 57. So there's $57,000 there after everything. And I, right. And I just have a hard time because I don't believe if any other committee came to us and said, oh, well, we have 57,000, but we want more. What would we say to them? That's what I'm getting at, I don't know. Like if the 4th of July committee came and they had $70,000, but no, we want money for the fireworks, I don't think we would give it to them. I, I think we need a better understanding yeah. from, from the cultural council as to what their needs are and what their plans are moving forward. And uh, I think what I'd like to do is direct Jamie. Uh, Jamie, yeah. to meet with the cultural council and try and get a better understanding as to what it is, and then we can go forward. Is everybody comfortable with that? Go ahead. That's great. I said, if we go that route, I hope that we as a council really do stand uh, in support um, if they come to us with, with oh, um, and continue to examine opportunities uh, in future budgets. 
uh, to increase our, our arts and culture spending. And, and I think, I do believe that the support for the arts is, oh, is here. Is here. Right. Uh, uh, Absolutely. I'll, I'll do that. I'll agree with that. And as well, I think, uh, you know, we've made, we've made great strides developing the cultural district. Uh, and uh, a lot of work went into getting that done. Uh, these are last year, last fall's event was a, just a wonderful event for the for the community. So uh, I think the support's there, uh, but I also think that there needs to be a little bit better understanding as to what the roles from the cultural council and how they approach to come for us to request. Councilor Jones. Just a quick comment, yep. Chairman. I, I completely agree with you in regards to the efforts that the community has been making as far as the arts and the culture is concerned. Uh, it's, there's just so much to offer, and that event was great. Um, I agree you know, with um, what's been said. Councilor Chandler, you're right with the numbers. It would be tough if somebody like the 4th of July committee came to us and said, hey, you know, we have this much money, but we want so much more so we can do X, Y, and Z. Uh, it's always nice to know what the budget items are so that we ourselves can judge whether or not we want to have a favorable donation to something like that. Um, I agree with the councilor, with, uh, with the chairman, that we kind of hold off and wait and hear more from uh, Kay and Google. Um, and we wait to the fall to get a better and better number. We can always read, we can always go back That's okay. and look at things. This, is, this, is, this isn't in stone as of today. Um, so I, I completely agree with the chairman. Um, the only thing I wish for is that they add a second lobster truck because that line I think that was Councilor Cormier Lodge's issue. <laughs> definitely one of <laughs> I was the food one, one of the food truck guys. Uh, any other questions? Uh, Jamie, did you have something you wanted to add? Uh, no, I just, the only quick thing is, and it was reiterated last night, and I, I just, um, I'd emphasize it for the record one more time. I, I, I just don't want folks to feel unhappy or that there's some sort of loss here. I think that really, and Mr. Chairman, we've, a lot of us have talked about this, Clearly, the arts and culture sector is a is, an, is a huge economic development and uh, cultural opportunity for this community. It's it's an opportunity we have to all do a better job working together to make it better. Um, it just it's a huge opportunity. Our studies show that it's it's a fact. There's a lot of money lost. I think the cultural numbers I hadn't heard of last night of the economic impact is just one little sample size. Um, and just, I think, it, you know, trying again to give a, 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 a minor rallying cry to all the folks in the community that work on these issues to really, um, you know, in the next several months come together and really take what Mr. Bobbitt said, which um, there were three excellent recommendations. I support all three. We can't do all three in an Amazon three-day prime scenario. Uh, but they're clearly the three things that are supportive. The strategic planning element, it has to be there. 
people have to work together. An arts director is something that I am more than open to. I like the idea, I think it's a big deal. Lily Rivera, part of her job was intended to do this. She um, did this in Worcester and Framingham. Um, she's an incredible talent we have that is still a hugely untapped resource. Um, and I just think that um, Councilor Frangillo's question at that forum was, 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 was the bullseye. And I think that I'm hoping that all of the various stakeholders in the community can come together because I think that the investment that we're talking about is clearly there. We're all going to support it. And we're chintzing around the edges even with 15,000, to be honest with you. I, just to throw it in there, it's, it still feels cheap. There's a, there's a much bigger investment that we can make even beyond that. Um, and so I just want to give folks the hope that uh, we all have, and as the administration has, that um, there's still really great stuff that we can do together. So, well, thank you. Without question, thank you, Jim. Any other counselors? Anyone in the audience? <coughs> oh. <coughs> Name Ready? address, please. Very well done. This is, very, very well done. <laughs> this is a service organization. <laughs> Steve Sherlock, Ten Lard Drive, reporting for Franklin Matters, Franklin TV, Franklin Radio. Um, just to share the, uh, in, I'm uncomfortable with a piece of the discussion to the extent that last night this room was full of all uh, department heads and the council chair cultural council chair, cultural district chair, and the other, those two specifically, they weren't here, they may not have been involved, and you're speculating about accounts which truly are valid, because I trust the process, but they may be encumbered and we don't know because they do, and I, I'm just uncomfortable with that. I appreciate the change and the conversation, clearly the discussion as one who is Clearly, arts and culture based, fostering, et cetera. I appreciate that effort. And just that one other piece that perhaps bring them into the discussion, give them a chance earlier. I know you mentioned on this specific, but for next year's budget, give them an opportunity to come up here so that you're not speculating. You're not spending 10 minutes about $15,000 when I know you've got some other things to do. You had a late night last night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for looking out for us. Uh, is there anyone else in council chambers uh, that has a question on the cultural council? Is there anyone out in Zoom land? I'm not seeing anybody. Okay, I'm going to go back one last time. Is there any questions uh, from any counselor on any, any line item on the budget before I close? Her? Did you want me to read the document? Huh? Did you want me to read the document? No. It's not okay. <laughs> no other questions. Is there any questions in the council chambers? Is there anyone out in Zoom land? has a question. Okay, seeing none, I will declare the public hearing closed. The second public hearing closed. Moving on, license transactions. We have a one this evening. 
uh, La Cantina Winery, Farmer Winery, Farmer's Market License. Clerk will read the license transaction. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is a license transaction <coughs> for Mr. Robert Vizella, La Cantina Winery, 355 Union Street. This is a request for Farmer Winery, Farmer's Market License to allow samples and sale a bottle of wine at the Franklin Farmers pursuant to Chapter 138, Subsection 15F. Uh, this is a motion to approve the issuance of the Farmer Winery Farmers Market License to Robert Bazella of the Lacatina Winery Company. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion. Jamie? My recommendation is to vote yes. Uh, I know Mr. Bazella is uh, out there in Zoom land, so if anybody does have any questions. Uh, is there any counselor that has any questions? Councilor Hamlin. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, this is through the chair to uh, Mr. Bozella. It, you have uh, you have a, a brewery as well. Is this just for the wine, or will you have samples of your beer too? Can't do beer. Can't do beer. Um, this is just for the wine. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Hamlin. Is there any other counselor? Councilor Chandler. Just quickly, um, I saw Mr. Vazala had got a, a transporter license in our paperwork. Yeah. And is, how much are you allowed to transport them? Did they put a limit on you? Because yeah. I know uh, through, uh, I'm going to throw you and Mr. Uh, Attorney Sorrell, please. Mark? So basically, every aspect of handling alcohol is. is uh, overseen by the ABCC, including transportation, storage, it has to all be accounted for, you have to have permission to do, to do it. So for him to just transport what he needs to sell at the farmer's market, he's required to have that license. Okay, so there's no, in that there's no, you could bring 50 cases up there or a thousand cases? That, that was my question, I didn't know if there was a limit on it with that license where you could transport? Uh, I don't know offhand. I think there's a copy of the license here. I didn't pay much attention oh, okay. to it. It doesn't have to be answered right now. It's just, I saw that, that they made him get a license just for that. I was just wondering what. If there was a quantity. Yeah, if there was a quantity. Like, Maybe you can get us an answer at some point. Just if, if he was restricted, like if you could only bring 10 cases of so, uh, just to chime in, if I could. Sure. Also, um, so, as, as a part of a uh, farmer winery, I am allowed to self-distribute, um, you know, which means, you know, the Rome restaurant carries my wine. In order for me to self-distribute, I also need a salesman permit. So, in order to have a salesman permit, I also need to have a transportation permit. So, the permit was not necessarily for the farmer's market, but... Um, to my knowledge, um, I don't necessarily have a, a limit on how much I can transport. Um, if I could bring a, a thousand cases up to the market and sell that on a Friday between the hours of four and six, then uh, I'd be a pretty happy man. But um, I think, uh, you know, on average, we're just carrying only about uh, four or five cases at a time. So, so you haven't bought the tractor trailer yet? Yeah, not yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it, appears, it appears no restriction on it. It's just a matter of whatever the capacity of the vehicle is. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Chandler. Is there any other questions from the council? 
Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to uh, approve a farmer winery, farmer's market license to Robert Vizella, La Cantina Winery Company. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Congratulations, Bob. Thank you. Thank you, folks. I appreciate the support. June 3rd. First. Thomas Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Help me at the time. <laughs> Don't blame me a bit. Uh, okay, moving on. Legislation for action. Resolution, uh, resolution 22-31. Departmental FY23 expenditure limits. Town Code Chapter 73, Mass General Law Chapter 44, Section 53, E. One and a half. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 2231, Expenditure Limits for FY uh, for Fiscal Year 2023 on Departmental Revolving Funds established by Franklin Town Code Chapter 73, as provided by Mass General Law Chapter 44. Subsection 53 and a half is amended, whereas the Franklin Town Council has adopted a bylaw establishing a chapter of the Franklin uh, Town Code. Chapter 73, Departmental Revolving Funds, is provided in National Law, Chapter 44, Subsection 53 and a half, as amended by Chapter 218 of the Legislative Acts of 2016, and whereas National Law, Chapter uh, 44, Subsection 53 e and a half, as amended, further provides that the municipality's legislative body shall annually set. <laughs> The expenditure limit for each revolving fund established under local bylaw. Now, therefore, be moved and voted that the Franklin Town Council hereby sets the expenditure limit for each revolving fund established under Franklin Town Code Chapter 73 Departmental Revolving Funds for fiscal year 2023 as follows. <clears throat> Section 5.1 Senior Senior Center Respite Program. Uh, $30,000, Section 5.2, Senior Citizen Activities Program, $100,000, Section 5.3, Senior Center Supportive Day Program, $100,000, Section 5.4, Use of Facilities Account, $100,000, uh, Section 5.5, Fire Departmental Rescue Training Program, $10,000, and Section 5.6, Community Policy Programs, $25,000, as provided by Massachusetts General Law Chapter 44, Section, uh, subsection 53 and a half is amended. This resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Home Charter. Move resolution 22 31. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion. Jamie? Uh, through you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, so, this is a routine uh, required uh, statutory uh, roll call or statutory vote uh, to set the expenditure limits and the uh, types of revolving accounts. Uh, there's nothing new here. This is the same list of revolving counts that's been in the budget for uh, several years now. I think the last one we put on was 5.6, maybe about four or five years ago. Thank you, Jim. Questions from the council? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 22-31. The majority votes required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 22-32, salary schedule, full-time elected official town clerk. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to 
continue resolution 22-32 to uh, June 18th. 31. Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. Uh, because we're continuing, it's just a majority vote, correct? All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 22-33, adoption of the FY23 budget. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is resolution 2233. Adoption of the fiscal year 2023 budget, whereas the town council conducted two public hearings on the fiscal year 2023 budget on May 25th, 2022, and May 26th of 2022, after due notice was given in the Milford Dilly News, and whereas the finance committee issued printed recommendations with copies made available at each public hearing, and whereas the town council considered a fiscal year 2023 budget on a departmental basis and by vote. So determine the size of the appropriation to each department on May 26th of 2022. Now, therefore, be moved and voted to adopt said general fund budget, water enterprise fund budget, senior enter uh, sewer enterprise fund budget, solid waste enterprise fund budget as voted on May 26th, 2022, with a total appropriation of 142 million three hundred ninety-one thousand five hundred eighty-six dollars of which $128,360,032 is to be raised and appropriated in the balance transferred from Enterprise Fund revenues to be appropriated as follows. Water fees, Enterprise Fund, $6,460,282. Sewer fees, Enterprise Fund, $5,004,318. Solid waste fees, $2,566,954. Total Enterprise Fund, $14,031,555. This resolution shall become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Normal Charter with the Finance Committee Action Meeting on May 12th of 2022 with a unanimous vote of 8-0 to recommend $142,391,586. Move resolution 22-33. Second. <coughs> Motion is second. Discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have five hours worth. Is there any any further discussion on uh, the motion? Seeing none. Yeah. Mark, go ahead. Typically I have not been involved in the budget process over the years, so I don't want to throw a hand grenade here, but just the language of this references that you have already taken a vote to adopt the budget, which is what the budget document that you read. Uh, so my recommendation would be to first take a vote, having had all the holes and all that, take a vote, take a vote to approve that document and then vote this, which references that vote. So two votes. Two votes. Two votes. Would that be a separate resolution? For purpose, it's in the record. Just accept, you know, track the language here. It's just simply voting the uh, the budget document. Right. Voting this first. Yeah, voting this. 
Because that's actually the, the line by line stuff. This is just the funding. Yeah. Okay. He has to pull back the first question. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Withdraw your motion. Withdraw. I would like to withdraw my motion a resolution 22-33. I'll withdraw so, my second. Okay. Perfect. Mr. Okay. Mr. Chairman, um, per the town attorney's recommendation, I would like to make a motion to vote uh, the Town of Franklin operating budget fiscal year 20, 2023 voting document as described last night uh, according to the fiscal year 2023 FinCom recommendations. Second. Motion in the second. Discussion. Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion to move resolution 22-33. Second. And it's actually an adoption of the 23, FY23 budget. Yes. Okay, we have a motion to second. Any further discussion? The vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 22-33. Majority votes required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Town Administrator's Report. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, just, uh, I'm sure everybody will mention, but uh, looking f I hope everybody has a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. And just a quick plug, uh, Memorial Day Parade is back. Uh, for the first time ever, the uh, town is uh, picking up uh, this parade, uh, as many communities do. Um, Shannon and the Veterans Council have done an incredible job putting this back together, and hope everybody can join us at 10.30 uh, Monday morning. Uh, with a speaking ceremony uh, at noon on the town hall. Look forward to seeing everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you, James. Okay. Let's see, next item is council comments. Uh, we won't have any business tonight, so we'll deal with councilor comments. Councilor Cornell Ledger. <coughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, certainly want to wish everyone a safe and happy Memorial Day and thank all of our veterans out there for their service, especially remembering all those who made the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, congratulations to the Franklin Food Pantry. A few of us were able to go to their ribbon cutting last week for their new facility. Uh, we're excited to see that. That'll be a wonderful treasure for, uh, for everyone when that's able to happen. Uh, we've heard it mentioned, but uh, certainly congratulations to the Cultural District and the Cultural Council on a very successful um, first ever Metro West Art Symposium last week. Um, I got to go, Kobe got to go. Uh, we had a really great time. Michael Bobbitt gave a great uh, speech as the keynote and just the engaging sessions with the volunteers were um, really impactful. I hope we're able to do that again. Uh, and just finally, congrats to all uh, Franklin graduates uh, at the high school, at the vocational technical school, at private schools. If you're coming home from college, um, you overcame gigantic obstacles uh, to get to, to this point. You and your family should be proud. I hope you go do great things. Thank you, Councilor Comey-Ledger. Councilor Chen. Three, Mr. Chairman. 
I echo a lot of what uh, Council Columbia said about better um, Memorial Day. And I want to thank everyone for all their hard work with this budget process. It's over. Everybody did a great job. And lastly, <laughs> I'm definitely becoming a new person right now. I have, this might, three of you might have to go to Julie. I'm going to have to change my phone number now. My 30-year answering machine finally broke. So I cannot use my 528-2312 number anymore. It's gone. I don't even know if you can buy one anymore. So um, for the record, it'll be 508-922-9036. So I'm getting rid of my half police, half fighter phone number. You already have it in your phone, Mike. You did it, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so th thank you, and uh, thank you for uh, changing it on the website. Thank you, Councilor Chamberlain. Councilor Plegri. I'm so confused. Okay. Uh, through you, Mr. Chairman, I have a little announcement here from Mary O'Neill. She asked me if I would read this tonight, and it's my pleasure to do so. They're going to have a, um, a care for Uranian. Uh, Sunday, uh, her writing is kind of difficult to read. Uh, Sunday, June 12th at 5 o'clock on the Franklin Town Common. Inclement weather. Uh, Father Brian has said that we could use the St. Mary's uh, School, St. Mary's, uh, and our Master of Ceremonies is going to be Jeff Roy. And we have Faith leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Faith leaders of Franklin uh, will be in, involved with this too. And right, this is just hours that we're doing here in Franklin, she said. Uh, and then they're also going to have one in Attleboro. Then the Boy Scouts are going to do one in Milford. And um, there'll be an, an that's it. And she has her phone number here, 508-298-7124, if anyone has any questions about this. But again, let me just say it's Sunday, June 12th at 5 o'clock on the Franklin Town Common, okay? And they have all types of decorations that they're going to be using and all, and it's for Franklin to show its support. Now, back the same things that um, Ted said, everyone to have a safe Memorial Day, uh, to thank all our veterans. Uh, the Senior Center is having their veterans breakfast on Friday, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. You did have to let the Senior Center know that you were coming or not. And I also um, was at the ribbon cutting for the food pantry, and it was great. I'll tell you, we're very, very fortunate to have the building and anyone they said that can help, you know, with any kind of chores, uh, they're looking for that too. So anything to help them save some money doing that. <coughs> have a safe weekend, though. Thank you, Councilor Pulley. Councilor Sheridan. I just want to say happy Memorial Day. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Councilor Frangillo. Yeah, a lot of it's already been talked about. The Metro West Cultural Symposium was 
fantastic and, and uh, I learned a lot that's um, already been touched upon here. Um, I, we don't get um, uh, wins too often or at least hear them back uh, in terms of things that we had advocated for. And I got two in the same day. Uh, one I'd already talked about, which was um, praise for the, the cricket uh, pitch that we got in. Um, and then that same day, um, someone had brought up the, the crosswalk in front of Chestnut Ridge, getting people across and collect, connecting that to the rest of the um, sidewalk network there. That got put in um, and a lot of happy customers there. We still need to make sure that that's safe. Uh, but a few a few wins uh, for the town. So go team. Uh, some uh, events. Strawberry stroll is June tenth, <laughs> four to eight. Best. June tenth, four to eight, and uh, Pride Day is going to be on June twenty sixth, twelve to four at the Common. Happy morning, <clears throat> everyone. Congrats to our graduates. Thank you, Councillor Frangelo. Councillor Hamlin. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, through the chair, I'd like to remind everyone that June 3rd is the first farmer's market at the Town Common, and uh, you can get your wine there, and along with a lot of other stuff. The um, Agriculture Commission will be there so, um, helping people plant seeds so that you can grow your own zucchini for zucchini races, and also grow the biggest pumpkin because at the end of the farmer's market, there will be a, uh, in October, there will be a Weigh Your Pumpkin uh, contest. So that will be fun. Um, and the, not only is the Strawberry Scroll going to be on June 10th for the first time ever, we will have a Franklin Frawl booth at the Strawberry Scroll. And I want everybody to come by, see the renditions, talk about the, um, the really cool recommendations that are out there, and give us your input. So I will be there, hopefully other members of, of the steering committee will be there as well. And um, I'm not going to have a booth, I'm going to be at the Franklin for All booth. So that will be um, a lot of fun. I'd like to thank everyone for the bu this budget uh, cycle. That means the whole team, everybody, staff and volunteers, uh, the finance team, AAA bond rating this year. Um, I feel like I feel like this like we're batting a thousand here. Um, uh, fire class class uh, one ISO police accreditation school department all the stuff that took going on there. Everybody in all those departments, uh, the FinCom, the school committee, and my fellow counselors. Um, this was this was really a wonderful uh, budget pr process, and um, I think we all learned a lot. The recent uh, events in the past few weeks, this horrible, horrible events that have happened mm -hmm. um, around the country has made me think a lot about my dad. And, and um, the last few weeks of his life, I sat with him all night long. And um, he would see things and we would talk about things. But one of the things he talked about was that he saw these bubbles that came down from the sky. and. He asked me if I saw them, and I didn't see them. And I said, and he, I said, well, what, what are they? And he goes, well, they're these bubbles. You know, you have to catch them. And I said, well, well, what's in the bubbles? And he said, they're messages. And I said, what kind of messages? And he said, they're messages of hope. So I hope my message to everyone is that we find a way to make a difference, and that we. We become courageous um, to fight for what's right. 
So um, that is my message of hope, and hopefully that was the one that I tried to catch and I couldn't catch, um, because I didn't see them, but that's okay. Um, so thank you, Dad. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Hammond. Councilor Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <clears throat> um, what she said. Um, in all honesty, mostly everything that needs to be said has been said. Um, the only thing I want to state is that um, Ch uh, Councilor Chandler, uh, the Betamax and the 8-track tapes um, are still available <laughs> for your other devices. I'm sad to hear about your... Uh, other words, I still have my 8-tracks. Live in my MRX. That's good. Um, happy Memorial Day. Um, it's, been a, it's been a productive night. The only real big thank you I want to throw out to is every single person who was in the council chambers last night, part of the departments and department heads and staff who showed up for that very lengthy budget hearing. Um, they were very thoughtful in giving their remarks and to any questions that we had. And um, I'm, the one thing that really makes me happy about this budget here, about this budget season, and I really, um, really hope every single council that's sitting here today takes, takes one thing away from this year's budget hearings. We had no layoffs. Okay, and we had no layoffs. And I can't tell you how hard it's been in the past when we went through several budget iterations where the hardest decisions we had to make was how many people did we have to work in. That's always one of the hardest things. This was a tremendous, triumphant success for on behalf of the departments and the town administration and us making this all work this year. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that next year will be just as well. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Jones. Councilor DeLuca. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Through you. Um, Councilor Jones, uh, Glenn, you made a good point. Uh, how many times have we sat here? It wasn't even brought up this year on how many times, how many people to lay off. So that that's a, a great feat. And I want to thank everybody for the, the budget. is the, the toughest thing to do all year long. And now it's over. You can breathe a little bit. Hopefully everything goes good, but um, <clears throat> um, just want to say, you know, I want to give our prayers out to the people down in Texas. Those those poor little kids. I can't watch TV when I see it. It's just the country has to do something about that. Um, I just wish the uh, and Councilor Hamlin would agree with me on this. I would love to see the greatest generation back because I think they'd be able to handle it in a better way than we have been here and happy Memorial Day. Just remember the veterans that lost their lives during, that's what Memorial Day is all about. And that's the reason why we can sit here right now and talk freely is because of the veterans. So special happy Memorial Day to them. Thank you, Councilor DeLarco. Uh, again, uh, all of my colleagues have uh, put out an awful lot of thank yous, but I think uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say uh, thank you and congratulations to every staff <coughs> every employee of the town of Franklin, uh, municipal schools, everyone, for a great budget process. And I hope the everybody that was here last night that sat through four hours of uh, budget hearing or public hearing on the budget. Uh, I hope they can forgive me for the four hours 
but thank me because they didn't have to come back. <laughs> and I apologize to my fellow counselors because they did have to come back. Don't, <laughs> sure. don't, don't do it again until yeah. next year, please. <laughs> but by state law, we have to have two public hearings on the budget and enhancement. Uh, we have to go through this uh, process. Uh, again, congratulations to the graduates, uh, uh, Franklin County, uh, Norfolk County, uh, all, all of these students from Franklin, whatever schools they uh, are graduating from. Certainly congratulations to all of them. Happy Memorial Day to everyone. And we do have a need for executive session this evening, and I want to apologize for the a little bit of cumbersome uh, with tonight's executive session. We will be go. We will be having two executive sessions this evening. Uh, we will in the second. We will vote to go into the first executive session, and uh, the second one is needed because I need to recuse myself from that subject. So therefore, uh, we have to have, uh, we have to exit one and then start a new one. And Councilor uh, Vice Chair DeLocco will be uh, overseeing the second uh, executive session. So uh, we, now have a need to go into executive session for exemption number three, which is collective bargaining all town unions to discuss strategies with respect to collective bargaining. If an open meeting may be detrimental, uh, have a detrimental effect on the bargaining position of the public body, and the chair so declares, which I do. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I'd like to make a motion to go into collective bargaining for the purposes of all town unions to discuss strategy with respect to collective bargaining. If an open meeting uh, may have a detrimental effect on the bargaining position of the body, the public body, and the chair so declares. And return, and return to open session. And return to open session afterwards. Second. <clears throat> motion and second. Roll call vote. Clerk will call the roll. Cormier Ledger. Yes. Sheridan. Yes. Chandler? Yes. Grangillo? Yes. Pellegri? Yes. Imblin? Yes. Jones? Yes. Vice Chair? Yes. Chair? Yes. Nine zeros. Thank you one and all this evening. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008 and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. 
By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.